to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with Us, your regular Disney podcast. You may notice that I'm not Tony, but with me is Joshua Whitehead. Hi, I'm Josh Whitehead. This is my podcast. Uh, I'm not joined by Tony. Uh, this is my good friend, Sam Tyler. He is joining us for the very first time. Hi, Sam. Hi, Josh. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Thank you for that introduction. It's, it was good. <laughs> was it better than Tony's? It was better than Tony's uh, by a long shot. I don't know if you listened to the Snow White episode, but he was... I actually haven't. I didn't realize that it came out yet. Yeah, it had already come out, and he's he, at the end, he's like, am I good at speaking to Yowza? He's like, am I, am I okay at speaking... And Yasa's like, no, no, no. If, you're if, not. If Tony is good at anything, it is definitely not speaking. No, it's, it's probably like hugging trees. Or hugging like trees that, yeah. or hugging people or singing yeah. in bad places to Pre- sing. Pretending to be Elmo. Yeah. 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 So welcome, everybody, to On the Front Porch with us. It's, like Sam said, it's our regular Disney podcast. And this week is, or this episode, rather, is the start of Porch Week. Uh, sort of like Shark Week, I imagine. Porchapalooza. Porchapalooza. That's a good one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's where we landed, but it, instead of being Porch Week, we ended up in a, a bit of a different situation. More of like Porch Night, Night night of a Thousand Porches, or Night of a Couple of Porches. Maybe if it was like a whole country, we could call it Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, yeah. good one. Very nice. I'm glad to have you on, Sam. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. I'm glad to be yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking about Sword in the Stone today. Which is the second greatest Disney movie ever made, right behind Robin Hood. I, well, for you. Yeah, that, no, definitely. That actually answers one of my rapid-fire questions. Oh, well. we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But speaking of which, it is, before actually, before we even do that, if you have uh, children, make sure that they are not listening to this podcast, because I'm sure that we're probably going to curse some, uh, even yeah. though it is... Christmassy holiday season, we're probably still gonna do it. So, there's a 10% chance that we're actually recording this in, in front, front of, of a child, <laughs> in front of an infant. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. Her mom is plugging her ears. Yeah, cover so up her ears, earmuffs. So, with that said, Sam, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I am so ready. I have rapid fire responses. They might not be right, but they will be rapid. Okay. Well, there's there's really no wrong answers. I, you don't know that. I, I do know I that. Until I answer them wrong. Okay. First one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, taking yeah. a sip of something, no, 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 so you're no, no, not no. ready. I'm super ready. Okay. You're ready now. Okay. Favorite Disney movie? Robin Hood. Favorite non-Disney movie? Oh, um, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Also Robin Hood. Men in tights. <laughs> Men in tights. Okay. Great. Favorite Disney princess? Uh, that would be the princess from Robin Hood, who's actually a princess. Yeah, okay, I'll she's take it. She's also a fox, but she's at least a legit princess. Yeah. Uh, favorite non-Disney princess? Leia. Leia. Done. Yeah. Good one. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Next question. Good uh, question. Favorite flavored sports drink? Ooh, uh, blue. Light blue. Light Light blue. blue. Yeah. Do you have a brand? No, just light blue. Okay, that's the wrong answer. You remember before when I said... Well, I told you I would answer wrong. <laughs> okay. Just, just fast. Okay, favorite non-Disney flavored sports drink? Ooh, uh, still light blue. Okay, great. Uh, have you heard any good jokes lately? Yeah, this one actually pertains to Sword in the Stone because it's about swords. So Blacksmith was working on a sword, and he's like, Ah, I'm almost done. I just got to work out this one little kink. And then the sword said, Choke me harder, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> great. Awesome. 
what was your nickname for me in college? Oh, that was Better Than Tony, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and then I had written well, down... Well, I'll, I'll spell them out, though, for the listeners. Yeah, you know, please. like, inside jokes just aren't appropriate for, yeah. for podcasts. I agree. See, it's because his brother's name is Tony. Right. And he's better than him. Right. That, that's it. There's, that's there's clearing no further up, explanation. Clearing up the answers. That actually resolves my last question, which was, uh, which of the brothers between me and Tony was better at things? And that answered the last question, so uh, I didn't didn't really need to answer ask that to you. So that's it, rapid fire wise. Good, 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 good work. It wasn't good, good crazy rapid, rapid fire. fire, but no, it wasn't. Um, I'm not that fast. I like yeah, it. it's okay. So we, are, like I said, we're watching Sword in the Stone, uh, 1963, directed by Wolfgang R- uh, Reinhurst or no uh, Reitherman. That's what it is. Yeah. He was one of Disney's nine old men. Um, the first Disney movie to actually be directed by a single person. It was also the uh, last Disney movie that Walt Disney produced himself. Well, the, entirely, oh, entirely produced. Yeah, that's because right. he died during the production of Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Yeah. Yes, um, in 1967. Or 1967 is when it came out. Right. So this was the last one that he was fully part of producing. I do have some trivia that I think will be interesting to you. Like I said, 1963... It was a pretty good year, apparently, for Disney, because this one was pretty awesome. I'm taking time, because I had to open my (laughs) my trivia on my phone. (laughs) So, although Walt Disney never knew it, this was actually the second time that he was unwittingly used as a character reference for a wizard. Right, the uh, the first being Yensid or whatever, which Yensid. I didn't realize was actually just Disney spelled backwards. Yeah. Mostly because I didn't <laughs> see the movie, mostly because I'm not a Disney fan. Yeah, Yensid in Fantasia from Sorcerer's Apprentice was also used as a, a reference. And I really like this trivia fact, and I want to get to it later on. There's a note that I had about it. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Walt Merlin is based on um, Walt Disney's facial feature, specifically because he was, quote, argumentative, cantankerous, but playful and very intelligent. He also gave Merlin Walt's nose. Right. (laughs) (laughs) features the nose. So this was the last film in which Bill Pete served as the writer. He later created a version of The Jungle Book in 1967, but Walt Disney threw Pete's story out, and that kind of ruined their relationship. And I kind of think that my note may have something to do with that later on. Really? Yeah. Uh, Okay. It was the last film that Disney produced, like I said. It's the only animated Disney movie from the 1960s not to have a platinum DVD, a sequel, a TV show, or a live-action remake. Which is absurd, because it's the best. I disagree. In the 60s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the movie, Merlin makes note of the fact that squirrels mate for life. That's true. But yeah. this is actually not true at all. Pretty much, they get together for like three months out of the year, <laughs> and then the man runs away. Uh, and the females left to tend to the youth. So that's not true. Simply not true. Speaking of squirrels, also, I kind of hate talking about squirrels in general, but... God, I love them. They're I, the best. And I don't like squirrels. Okay. Uh, but in the squirrel scene, Merlin transforms himself into a gray squirrel, while uh, Wart turns himself into a red squirrel. And in reality, gray squirrels were imported into England from North America no sooner than 1870, after which they gradually dominated all the forests and made a red squirrel almost extinct on the British Isles. Um, the story, however, takes place in the Middle Ages, and uh, this, I think, might be deliberate in the sense that Merlin is a time traveler. See, I think it's weird, though, because he's totally blue, not gray, and has a mustache, so I don't know what <laughs> distinguishing feature made them say, he's a gray squirrel! I don't know. But it's just 
for the sake of he's kind of gray. I guess he has the the curly tail that's yeah, yeah. kind of could be I'm reminiscent not a of him. Expert. Neither am I. I uh, tend where's to. Where's Tony when you need him? Yeah. Well, he's not a squirrel expert either. He, if squirrels were trees, though. Do squirrels live in trees? Close enough? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. A, Anything could live in a tree. I, I'm not into the like warm, no. and fuzzy animals and plants and stuff. No, I tr- I work hard to not talk about squirrels, squirrels in okay. general. So that's all the trivia I have. We're going to move right on and have you watch the movie real fast. And if you don't, then Sam is so, some kind of blacksmith. So fun fact about that, I actually never pause the thing and never watch the movies. So most of the podcasts that I've listened to are about movies that I've never seen before. <laughs> but Wally sounds wonderful. <laughs> and I can only assume that the rope from Hunchback is just absolutely ridiculous. And the rope from Hunchback is ridiculous, and you should watch Hunchback, and no, you should watch no, Wally. No, that's, that's absurd. No, Hunchback is like my favorite Disney movie. We're going to have to take care of that for you. Well, okay. Right. And but then... I will continue to listen to the podcast without watching the shows first. <laughs> Great. <laughs> There's a certain magic in not knowing what you guys are talking about at all that I really love. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Hey, if you're listening and you haven't paused the movie yet, you do that. then pause. Yeah, don't, don't use me as a life yeah. example. No, you shouldn't. But unpause in that time in between. You didn't hear anything because you were paused. That's how radio works, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that seemed like a good solid hour and a half break for them to watch the movie, right? Yeah. That was enough time. Okay, so now that you have watched the movie, assumedly, we got some cool stuff to talk about here. Did you pick up any themes? Yeah, so I picked up the big theme that Merlin pushes education as being very important and that he looks at intelligence over brawn, but if you watch the whole movie and look at the plot, Wart's intelligence has absolutely nothing to do with him, like, succeeding. It's sheer dumb luck that he gets to go to the trip to London and uh, pulls the sword from the stone. I... I... Would agree entirely. I think the main thing that I actually pick up is that... <laughs> Merlin could be cut from the movie entirely? That nothing has changed. Yeah, like, literally nothing has changed by him knowing Merlin. I, I guess the, the point was Merlin saw a vision of himself meeting the person, and his job was to... To train him to, to be... To train him to be a good person. So, I mean, I think the debate could be made that because of Merlin's training, that's what made Arthur... Or war- worthy, worthy of the stone, sword from the stone. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I I think. It, I mean, because then, like, it yeah. really goes down to what criteria was the sword using to be allowed to pull from the stone? Is it the pureness of heart, or like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how does yeah. the sword make its choices? <laughs> or if it's like fingerprinted? Yeah. To yeah. specifically, I mean, it could be super futuristic, and it's just like fingerprint ID. Yeah. And that inside the anvil is like a locking mechanism that yeah only really that only works for Arthur. Arthur, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Then, like, somebody had to go back and get Arthur's fingerprints, which is totally reasonable. Sure. Because we know that (laughs) Merlin's a time traveler, so why not? Yeah. I mean, I I suppose it's doable. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) we'll get back there. We're going to come back around to that. But, yeah, I guess that would be my main theme, is I'm, I'm not sure why Merlin is in this movie. Well, I think my main theme is why is the movie called Sword in the Stone when the sword is clearly in an anvil? Yeah. Yeah. And the anvil is just sitting on a stone. Yeah. Sword, so it should be like sword, sword resting on, on a stone. A sword near a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Swords and stones. Swords and stones. Uh, 
<laughs> well, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, actually. Now that, yeah, sword a sword and an anvil near a stone. <laughs> and, like, they admit it throughout the whole movie. They're like, whosoever shall pull this sword from this stone and anvil. <laughs> <laughs> stone slash anvil. Right. <laughs> like, the anvil wasn't necessary at all. You could just put it directly in the stone, and it would kind of make a little more sense. Yeah, well, the anvil makes it look more... more regal? Regal, I guess. Yeah. It's horrible uh, anvil design, too, by the way. Yeah. There's no horn on it. It's just, like, vaguely tapered out on both ends, which wouldn't be right either. Did I mention that uh, Sam is a blacksmith? Hey, Sam! I forgot to ask you about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Oh, yeah. So, I'm a guy. I uh, met Josh and Tony probably, like, ten years ago, and um, that's it. I don't, I'm not a big Disney fan. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed Disney movies when, when I was... A kid, but mostly just Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone. Those were the two Disney movies we had. So, <laughs> so when you they, say they're your favorite Disney movies, therefore they were the best. Yeah, and uh, Robin Hood was definitely better than Sword in the Stone. Uh, I got a lovely darling wife, and just a few weeks ago we had our first child, Athelia, and she is sleeping over in the corner. So yeah, she's in the room and she's we sleeping. We can swear all we want. Yes, and is too young to. Eat remember any of this perfect well for the future hi athelia later in many years listening to this podcast that has done well over the years probably (laughs) athelia if you are ever listening to this just know that i love you please stop listening to this (laughs) oh yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be highly embarrassing by this point we are gonna have so much money and be rich and famous podcasters, maybe? Yeah, people make money off podcasting. That's yeah, totally they do. real. Feel you, they, they probably don't. do. Please no. do not plan your future as being a podcaster. Yeah, for real, please don't. I'm going to um, be like Merlin here. Pursue an education. It may not help you in the actual plot, but pursue it. There's actually a line about that that I really love. Merlin tells Arthur, get an education, lad. <laughs> and Arthur says, what good will that do? And Merlin says, get it first, and then we'll figure it out. Or who knows? Yeah, then who knows? That's a funny one, too. Yeah, I noticed that. I just, was like, just get an education. Yeah, we don't, we don't, it'll probably do you some good. Maybe. So remember that, Ophelia. Just get yourself an education. Yep. So we start this movie with... Uh, yeah, so that was Sam, by the way. Yeah, I, yeah. Was Sam, Sam has now told you who he is. So we start the movie... With all of the credits at the beginning. Which is super boring. I Like, I wrote that it was very boring in my notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I mean, there's a good reason that we put them at the end now. <laughs> and the funny thing is, actually, I found out this, that it's the exact same backgrounds and music as the beginning of... Or not music, but uh, the at least the same background intro as Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and oh. Archimedes is actually the same uh, character as the... Uh, or same drawing as the owl in Sleeping Beauty as well. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I, uh, never seen Sleeping Beauty, or if I have, I don't <laughs> remember it. What? How are we friends? I, I, I don't... <laughs> well, hold on, just, just get this. I wrote down Wolfgang Reitherman because I thought his name was awesome. Yeah. Not, like, in what he did with the movie or anything, but that's just a cool name, so... I mean, it is. We might change Athelia's name to Wolfgang. There's a lot of girls named Wolfgang, right? Probably. Germany, maybe? Are you cool with that, Heidi? Or Austria? No. She says no. 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 Okay. Um, okay. The, the book intro part was pretty cool. Like, okay. They sum up the story. It's a huge amount of just like, here's what's going on, which I know you hate. Well, exposition, yeah. yeah. Well, and this happened just in Snow White as well. This is like a pretty common tool for Disney movies of the time. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's one in Sleeping Beauty as well, um, at the beginning of Sleeping Beauty. And so, like, this is a pretty common tool in terms of like just showing you the beginning. 
whosoever pulleth this sword from this stone slash anvil is the true king of England. And part of it, too, is if you think about the Disney movies at the time, most of them were pulled from old fairy tales and right. stuff, right? So they were written. It's not like Bolt, where it's an original story or anything like yeah. that. So it is kind of a throwback to the books that they were kind of referencing and pulling yeah. the stories from, and so I think it makes sense. It does. It makes sense. Just the way that it's used is very common in this time. And I think you're right, it's useful for that, if nothing else. And then we, like, close the book, and it completes the story at the end. Right. Well, it transitions from being part of the storybook into the animated feature that you're about to watch. Right, or into the, the, the actual story. So we have Merlin and Archimedes in their house, and <laughs> they're, he's, like, poking a hole in the ceiling and, like, putting down a chair and all this stuff. And he's like, I know somebody's going to fall through my roof soon. Well, my first note was that Merlin is super old, because he looks <laughs> just super old. <laughs> he is pretty old. I'm imagining pretty old. Contrary to the show Merlin, in which he and Arthur are the same age. Right. Kind of weird. Unless, on top of... I did too, but on... I, I Well, I just got through the first season. I wasn't super into yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I wanted. But I guess maybe it's possible that... The, this Merlin, on top of being able to travel through time, is also able to travel through production companies. Could be. And yeah. over time, and so, like, as he's older. He's... Well, I think that as it stands in this movie, Merlin doesn't really, like, progress the plot at all, so maybe Merlin's just kind of a bum that moves from story to story trying to, like, <laughs> pick up jobs. Yeah. What can I do? Uh, <laughs> I'll be old, do some magic tricks. Yeah, here have this magic pig. Hey, check out this beer. <laughs> <laughs> you need some sweeping done? My beard also works as a broom. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll figure it out. So, Merlin is old. Yes, you were right about that. He's got a lot of uh, stuff in his house. Like, Merlin's house, the background in it, and as well as and he, when he moves into the Into castle, the tower. Yeah, we were talking about It's pretty this. cool because all the stuff, like glasses, clocks, he's got electricity, he talks about plumbing, things like that that are definitely outside of the time and of the era it definitely implies that merlin is a time traveler yeah. which is outright stated later on when he just travels to bermuda it goes like, to bermuda it's super modern there yeah he comes um, back with his flowery shirt i don't know does genie also go to bermuda in aladdin i feel like it might be bermuda Could uh be. but Maybe anyway just really into bermuda there yeah well like but i feel like the the exact same scene happened when he came back, he slid back in with the Hawaiian shirt on, and he's like, oh, that sure was fun. Or at least, uh... Was he free at Genie. that point? Did he yeah, have legs? He, he got free. So he had legs at yeah. that point, yeah. But in this one, I love, actually, at the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, Merlin makes a joke. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, he's like, freaking Middle Ages, it's a big, it's one big medieval mess. Right. And then when he comes back in at the end of the movie, he's like... Bermuda was so it, modern. It, it was so modern. It was one big modern mess. Yeah. Or 21st century mess, or something like that. And I was like, that's really funny as a callback to the beginning of the movie. Well, I mean, it all comes back to the fact that Merlin is based off of Walt Disney as a grumpy old man. Yeah, he's just he's, a, <laughs> he's just grumpy. He's a cynical man. Much like much like somebody on this podcast right no, now. No, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so he's like, I'm just gonna have to help someone. Yeah, so then some stuff happens. Yeah. But like, I think... The, the, <laughs> and then the end. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, some yeah. stuff happens. Some stuff happens. <laughs> Arthur becomes king. Deal with it. <laughs> if you want to find out about it, you should pause the movie, unlike myself, who would just listen yeah. to the podcast and hope to find out. <laughs> but no, the uh, the thing that I really like is when he starts talking about how he knows things and he starts smoking his pipe and has just this sweet smoke visions where like 
Arthur appears in his smoke. It's not tobacco. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Gandalfy and yeah. definitely not tobacco. It's definitely not tobacco. <laughs> no, and, and you're right. He sees Arthur with his cousin Kay. Or cousin, I don't know, probably. Well, so Arthur's, like, adopted. In adopted, said, so yeah. So, yeah, Kay's just awesome. An adopted brother. Or grumpy, whatever. He's not awesome, he's a dick. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I said the wrong word no. there. Anyway, so he's walking with Kay, and we sort of transition out of the dream. Or into, out of the, the fever, fever heroin dream. Sweet um, smoke. Of, <laughs> smoke visions, I think is what I said. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we come out to this scene of them he's so bad at hunting he's so bad at everything he's this little gangly boy 12 years old and he's like that's absolutely a 12 year old thing to just be like i'm gonna climb a tree i couldn't sit here but no i'm gonna climb a tree and then he scares off the thing he's like whoa right shut up we're fucking hunting that's part of why you're supposed to think that k is dick because that's absolutely a doe that he's about to shoot and it's like all bambi's mom and stuff but I don't know, uh, I never saw Bambi. <laughs> Damn it, Sam. That was a cool podcast, so apparently the fire was really uh, really well drawn. Yeah, the fire really was well drawn. Honestly, you don't need to see Bambi. If you listen to the episode, you found out it. all of the got important it. things. Yeah, this apparently was just very visually interesting, and so hearing you guys talk about how visually interesting it was is pretty much <laughs> Pretty the same good through an audio medium. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, so anyway, he scares off the... the dough and he's like oh i'll go get it for you because that's what Kay was worried about the one arrow that one arrow for <laughs> the, the let's deer. change everything for this one arrow and Kay doesn't even care no he doesn't he's he, like he, go he, out there the wolves will get you man whatever yeah well and, and the thing is like arthur is gone for a long time he just goes home. He just goes home. He's like, ah, whatever. Screw it. He can go, go there. Um, whatever. There are wolves. He'll die. He can it's get fine. that one arrow. If he gets it, cool. If not, I've got like a bajillion other arrows. I live in a castle. Well, it turns out that like later on, you hear about Hobbs, who becomes the new like squire. So like, K doesn't care. He's got other people that can be a yeah. squire. I mean, yeah. He's got like turkey legs to eat. Yeah, those big, enormous turkey legs. So then, um, yeah, what's his name? Wart's running through the forest, and there's this coyote that's following him, and it's super wily coyote. Yeah, I actually wrote down Wiley Coyotes <laughs> yes, in this movie. I was thinking that as well. That it's like very slapsticky. It really is. Or like, yeah, I, it's he's coming up behind him and he just moves right in the nick of time and bites a stick instead. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. darn it. That's the kind of stuff that you can't get away with in 2017. No, like, it, or, or it, 2018. It might be yeah, 2018 we're 2018 now. It's crazy. But we're living in the future. Oh my God. We're like Merlin. We're time travelers. We are Merlin. Oh. <laughs> Not relevant to the plot at all. <laughs> we are Marshall. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> so Archimedes is quite a drama queen, I will have to say. I think that he is yeah, probably like... the most drama queen character of any of the movies of this time. He's like, well, you're such a big shot. You know somebody is coming. Yeah. And he's like, I can see everything in the future. And Wart's like, whoa, that's awesome. And he's like, no, you can't see everything. everything. (laughs) You've got limits. (laughs) You can only see part of the future. (laughs) What a loser. What a loser. And he's like, who? What, what? What, what? What? (laughs) Who? He does say what, what? Quite a bit, and I really like it. Who would imagine an an owl that says what? That's true. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. Oh, it's the who. I will say who. All right, anyway, moving on. So then there's this awesome dancing teapot, which is pretty cool. He's super sassy, and I absolutely believe that that's where Beauty and Beast stole their dancing teapot thing from. 
again, another point as to why Sword in the Stone was the second best Disney movie, because Beauty and the Beast copied it. Boom. I know you've seen Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I know you've seen Beauty and yeah, the and Beast. Yeah, and they copied it with the dancing-like cutlery. I mean, to an extent, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that that uh that sugar dish is super sassy and kind of an asshole when he's like obviously overflowing the cup well, with sugar. I think he's programmed that way he's too. Not progr- he's a living being. Dude. He's a living being that has to obey commands. No, he's a dick. Well, no, he, that he was like specifically to Arthur. He was like, "You got to make sure you say when." Right, and then he's, he's not even following his own rule. He's not even it's, saying. It's when. not a rule. He's just telling him, like, "Yo, dude, say when." It's like a servant. A servant is gonna continue is, to is do. Programmed? Something. They don't understand. Well, no, yeah, like anyway. It, it, yeah. Anyway, that teapot is super sassy. Later on, when they're all dancing and packing up, and he's like slapping people around with his spoon. I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. So he does all this. He packs it all up because he's got to go home. Uh, Ward's got to go home back to his bad, horrible living situation, but he wants to because he wants more than anything else to be a squire, which I'm not sure why, because it seems like being a squire is not fun. That is true. That is true. Well, well, yeah, and also, I don't understand why there are so many dishes and nobody (laughs) to clean them other than him. Yeah, so, I mean... I think the packing scene was super awesome. I like oh, that. Yes, the packing scene was cool. More of the poor wolf yeah. and super wily coyote. I think the first ten minutes is just Merlin being like sassy or not sassy, but just tripped up in his beard. It's just a lot of physical comedy with his beard. Yeah. Um, up to up to getting back to the castle. Yes. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, back in the castle. We're sorry. back in the castle, and the guy, whatever his name is, the the adopted father, he's got that cool mustache and he's like doesn't believe that Merlin is a real wizard for some reason I don't know I, I guess that's something that it's you would question it. yeah I mean if I walked but, up to you and was like I'm a wizard you'd be like shut up Sam well like but then he, he does some stuff and he's like no I still don't believe you and then he does the wizard blizzard and that's enough yeah that's true oh and wizard blizzard by the way sounds sort of like a trademark thing trademark yeah or, or like a DQ like yeah, a Dairy Queen like, yeah, yeah. Blizzard. It'd be um, definitely like purple, probably like some nerds or something in it. Yeah. To be like sparkly. Wizard Blizzard. I oh. would eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. Anyway. Uh, that was a <laughs> solid bit about ice cream. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the time of how long this thing's run, you're gonna have to cut a lot or else this is gonna be a long no, episode. No, I don't think so it's gonna be that cut long. That. Uh yeah, we'll cut that right out of there. <laughs> snap snap. Glad yeah, funny joke about whatever was before that. Um <laughs> So then uh they go on, there's the whole like accepting Merlin, saying, yeah, whatever, you can go live in the North Tower, which is super shitty. and uh, Like, actually <clears throat> missing an entire part of it's it. It's just swaying. It's held up by, like, two boards, which uh, yeah. the, the physics aren't there. So that's... Since there's no rope in it, that whole tower is a bit of the fucking rope scene. Kind of... Yeah. The physics Welcome to right. the fucking rope section. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that tower really does not... Isn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be standing. Stand. No. And Especially then, <clears throat> after it sways. If... If when 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 freaking Kay is on the the horse and falls <laughs> off the lance into the tower, yeah, I think it, so. the fact that it like shakes when somebody bumps into it means that it's probably wrong. There's, there's no it is on a integrity. it's on a log. <clears throat> it is on a round log, sort of like just swaying back and forth on that log. Yeah. So then some stuff happens. The one guy, uh, the old knight, comes back in. And he's telling them about how there's big news, big news. Yeah. That there's going to be a tournament held for the crown. Um, and since no one's really, like, 
been the ruler of yeah. England for some amount of time. I mean, I don't it's know kind how of long it's that it's a while, but they don't really tell you for sure. And Everyone's given up on the sword. Well, yeah, but, I, like they still. I imagine it would it have to be some time. Like, well, it would have to be a few years, right? Because yeah. like, I'm thinking. I would 10 feel years. like ten years. Ten years, maybe. I I feel like if there's a sword there that says, if you can pull this sword out, you're the king now. And everybody else has quit. It would, it would I would just while. be there all the time, yeah. just trying to work it slowly. Well, and like they abandoned it, and you can see the fence around it is like old and rickety. So I mean, it's definitely been a while. It's been a little while, and I, they just gave up on the monarchy, and everything is in the dark ages, as right. it were. So anyway, yeah, they decide that sporting event is definitely the best way to figure out who should rule the country because sports stars, well known for being like good political leaders, yeah, sort of like reality television <laughs> stars, yeah, make great political leaders, uh, that, yeah. So anyway, yeah, oh, then, getting political. <laughs> no, absolutely oh. not. So then Merlin kind of gives a rant about how like sports is dumb and education is much more important. Yes, well, and I think this is one of the other themes that we. Should talk more important. Much more important. Yeah. The themes that we should talk, we should say, is like one of the major themes of the movie is brain over brawn. Is, it really is, is a yeah. is a pretty clear like one. That that is actually one of the real kind of themes that I picked up, and it's oh, it, it's it's it showed between like all of the the tasks, the three tasks that he does. Yep. Um, and more so in the fact that Kay is a dick. Right. Well, and part of what's funny about this is that um. It kind of comes relevant to like modern life. There's certain people who are really putting everything that they've got into getting a football scholarship, getting a basketball scholarship, or whatever. Then they get into college, they focus on these sports things. A lot of them might drop out. I've worked with a couple of guys who have had scholarships. You know, I was going to be somebody. I was going to play in the NFL, whatever. And it doesn't really pan out for them. Um, and so, kind of that putting education over the sporting aspect of it. It's funny with Kay, he's kind of that same guy. You could see him in like 10 years being like, I was a Justin guy, I was the best, right? Because like, he was going to be somebody. Well, he is knighted, so. Which is true, yeah. But He then, is like, still somebody. At the end of it all, the sports thing really didn't pay off, and it was kind of, if you want to say that the sword chose Arthur because of his education, education did. Yeah, the education wins out in the end. Um, yeah, I will say that I'm not sure how education applies to being a fish <laughs> no, or like no why, why specifically a fish a squirrel and oh, a bird I actually thought about that one so in the fish scene part of what I think Merlin was teaching him was the value of imagination to be able to think outside of the box and think differently than people because I mean if you look at the dark ages what was it, it was like the wheelbarrow was invented and yeah it was like the only thing for 400 years or some shenanigans like that I mean so having that imagination is incredibly valuable and then the ability to adapt. So he tells him that he doesn't have that fish instinct and that he has to, like, think about how he can manage as a fish. Yes. And then he says, use your instinct. Right. But you just said, I don't have instinct. Right. So the moral of the story is that Merlin's, <laughs> Merlin's not important to not the plot. Not important to the plot. Uh, although I guess he wouldn't have been a fish, a squirrel, or a bird. It's true. Had it not been for Merlin. And so then he wouldn't have had any of the problems as a fish, a squirrel, right. or a bird Well, And I think Merlin. you're right to an extent, too, about him needing to adapt. The thing with the fish is he gets to adapt because right. there's this frog harassing him. Right. And then he has to get away from the frog who is harassing him. And then the big fish that comes along. And also tries to harass him slash eat him. And so Merlin kind of takes that opportunity with the big fish to talk about, like, brain versus brawn in the natural way and how to, like, overcome all of that. And what I think is really kind of funny about that is, like, sure, he outsmarts him first by sticking him in the chain, and then he gets him with the arrow. 
But in the end, it's really Archimedes just comes in and saves him. So again, well, and, back to sheer dumb luck <laughs> is what yeah. makes Arthur great. And he, uh, he has to... <laughs> I, I love how in basically all three of those... That's what happens. Archimedes comes and saves him? Not Archimedes specifically in in the second one. No, specifically Archimedes. In the squirrel scene, he doesn't come because Archimedes goes and gets, um... Oh, no, the bird scenes where he... The bird is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the squirrel scene, Archimedes just doesn't help at all. But in the the, the first and the last, Archimedes pulls on his tail and, like, on the, the fish's tail real hard. And then in the last one, the exact same, almost the exact same, like, look as the, the first one when he's pulling on the bird's tail, pulls out a bird feather, uh, a butt feather. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, anyway, and then kind of moving on to the next scene, or you still got more to talk about with the fishies? He's a fish. He's a fish. It's cute. It's I, I, cute. Like, as, as all of the animals that Arthur gets turned into, he's super adorable. Like, he's a cute fish, he's a cute bird, he's a cute squirrel. I will say, actually, there are a couple of things that I got from this scene that are unrelated to what we were just talking about. The first is that he, he says to, uh, er, Merlin says to Arthur, have you ever thought about being a fish? And Arthur's like, I've thought about being a fish all the time. <laughs> every moment of every day, I want to be a fish. <laughs> because well, later, fish are great. Later on, he talks about wanting to be a bird all the time. All the too. time. So maybe, every hour of every day, I want to be a bird. Maybe it's because Arthur's <laughs> life as Wart the Squire kind of sucks. Pretty awful. So he just thinks about being not that. Well, and, but he still loves being a squire so much for some reason. I think that's part of like the society's expectation of him. I mean, if you think about him as like a poor adopted child, the only realistic way for him to do anything is to go be a squire, so to speak, because there's not a lot of opportunity in the Dark Ages for. You know, you the real moral of the story is you're lucky to not be one of these animals because their life sucks. You were in there predators. for less than like five minutes each time, and you almost died. Well, when, it three times. The, when it comes to the squirrel scene, like um, Merlin actually talks about how ridiculously hard their lives are. Yeah. Well, okay. So before before that one, the other thing that I picked up from the the fish, fish scene, scene. Yeah, we're still on the fish scene. Uh, he says. Uh, before they even turn into fish, he's like, Archimedes is going up to take a nap uh, on a tree. And Archimedes... It feels like Archimedes naps for most of this movie. Yeah, they address that. Yeah. Because he's an owl. Uh, yeah. Owls are nocturnal. And he, he's up all night. Nocturnal means that they stay awake during the night. Sure. And he sleeps sleep during, during the day. day. I know most of these about scenes owls. take place during the day, Josh. Yes. He, he's a sleepy, sleepy, grumpy owl man. Right, and they um, say that's why he's grumpy when he stays up all night. And Arthur's like, must mean he stays up every night. And he stays like, up oh, every oh, night. He's he, such a grumpy yeah, asshole. I took that as, like, he was, he was calling him, like a party animal like he's out all night clubbing yeah Archimedes <laughs> wild and crazy guy well like I mean I could see it alright yeah so let's move on to the kitchen scene so my only thought on the kitchen scene was wasn't there one of these in Fantasia again never watched Fantasia there was um so Disney's just copying themselves again yes uh and also why are there so many dishes I stand by this I don't know why there are so many dishes <laughs> and no one else to clean them that is true and, again, with Disney copying themselves, Ian said Merlin both based off of Disney, as you said earlier. Yeah. So Disney came up with some original content. Or don't. That's how well it gets They made. have now. <laughs> Back then, no. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Like, <laughs> sure. All right, so moving on to the squirrel scene. So, um, Get that sweet, sweet squirrel sex. <laughs> Bestiality. Yeah. Uh, so there's this uh, lots of squirrel sex. Yeah. So, Next um, scene. <laughs> no, I thought the explanation of gravity was kind of cool and how it talks about two particles attracting themselves more than just a matter of gravity is what makes you fall to the earth. They get into a little more detail. Of well, and they talk about actually gravity is uh, the, the force that draws the, things the together. The force of attraction, yeah. And then, they and then we go about into the love. love which yeah. is, and again, that whole scene could be completely cut unless like... Arthur learning about how to love is important for the sword choosing to pick him. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I mean, we have no idea what the criteria for the sword being released from its anvil. So, assumedly, Merlin is teaching Arthur about how to be a good person. Right. But more than that, I think he's also teaching him how to be a full, like, grown like person. Yeah, yeah, somebody who's... And so, like, a, a, an adult, essentially. He's teaching him how to be a man. Uh, how to be in a grown adult. Well, and part of the whole Dark Ages thing is that everyone did everything the same way that their parents did it for so long that no one did it. With courting. Really knew. You're, so you're, like, when you find someone that you want to be in a relationship with, you court them. No, no, no. I, I just meant that... That's like, what I'm thinking. No, in the, in the terms of the Dark Ages, no one was, like, progressing anything. And so, like... Sure. Merlin teaching him about futuristic things and being able to think for himself and think outside of that box... Is important to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. With and the, relationship wise, with the relationship, because well. that's what the squirrel scene is about. It's about relationships and learning to love. Them. Yeah, so um, that's that's great. Let's move forward. Yeah. Um. So the only other thing that I've got with that is that the squirrel scene is super creepy, and it would be oh, super the other squirrel, <laughs> the the old lady squirrel. Well, no, it would be super creepy <laughs> if the genders were switched and that this like dude squirrel was just chasing down a oh, yeah. lady squirrel like oh, that. Yeah. And then the whole time Merlin's just laughing, and then the lady squirrel that comes after Merlin, and the tables turn on him, and then he's, he's like, like, "No, you have to accept him. it. It's nature. You can't run away from nature." <laughs> and then he's running away from nature. Yeah, he's a hypocrite. So then the end of the squirrel <laughs> scene is one of my favorite things, and this is what I was talking about earlier about this. Um, once Merlin turns back into a man, the direct quote, and I wrote it down, was I am an ugly, horrible, grouchy old <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> says the character that was based on Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that might have to do with some of the falling out. <laughs> yeah. Between Disney and whoever that other one was. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I think probably my favorite part of this scene is actually the like part that comes right after this scene, and that's the 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 whole thing with the dishes that's been going on all along yeah yeah so back to the kitchen <laughs> it's been going on all along this woman comes out and she's like dark magic of the highest kind uh somebody's washing our dishes for us right yes yeah, so <laughs> leave that, this forever nobody touch anything i wrote that down as soon as like the the guy who owns the castle runs in there his direct quote was gadzooks <laughs> you know because he says gadzooks a lot yeah he says or by jove gadzooks Zooks, black magic of the worst kind, and then proceeds to pull out his sword and start smashing all his dishes. His which, own dishes. Which is apparently fine, because he has plenty. He's got <laughs> so, so many like dishes. that room was just... Yeah. To be fair, if it all this had been happening for so for this long, if it had been continually washing those dishes... Shouldn't they be clean? There should be, like, several Hundreds, stacks of cleaned districts. Of dishes? dishes, not districts. Did they just leave this for, like, a year? Like, yeah, there's just too many get dishes. We'll to it at some point in time. Yeah, we'll leave all of our dishes in that room for Wart alone to clean. Uh, 
fuck those dishes. He's just going to break all of <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, sure, whatever. We don't <laughs> He's just going to destroy all those dishes. Yeah, save all the money that we were going to put into the renovations of the North Tower <laughs> to just buy more dishes yeah. instead of, like, cleaning <laughs> them. <laughs> Use like, it once, throw it in the dungeon. There are so many issues with this movie, but the dish thing is the thing that bothered me the most <laughs> by far. That's your fucking rope? That is movie? my fucking rope of this movie. It's why right. are there so many goddamn dishes? All right. Um, my, uh, my favorite part about this is how will the Knight K win the tournament against all of the greatest knights in the land when he's beaten by a fucking mop. He is beaten by a mop. Uh, Just handily, like, thrown to the ground and mopped about. They literally mopped the floor with him. Yeah, they mopped the floor with him. Uh, that that and, was a joke. You can laugh. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, well, and we don't know how he actually did in the tournament because he never got around to doing anything. That's true. Um, after Merlin, like, stops all of the dishes, though, we do know that Kay is a big man, and he cuts that mop as he walks away. Yeah. Boom. What's up, mop? <laughs> Tell your homies. Yeah. Tell all your mop friends that I'm coming for them. As long as they're inanimate. Yeah. Uh, we, we can't have any dishes here. We can't have any mops here. Yeah. Those are the real casualties of the movies. Yeah. Like, six plates and a mop. <laughs> uh, I noticed, too, that the guy, the mustache guy, uh, says that Merlin is an old goat a lot. He, he sa- says that, he, like, six times in this one scene. He calls him an old goat. He also says Gadzooks. Like, Gadzooks and by Jove all the time. Yeah. That, I think that's his entire vocabulary. So because Merlin washed the dishes, the horror, yeah. then Wart gets kicked from being Kay's squire. Right. Because, you know, fuck the clean dishes, we'll just buy more and throw them in the dungeon. Yeah, put them all down there. <laughs> Spit on them, put them in that room. Maybe it's that he's not very creative and he's like, I know Wart's gonna get more demerits, and I don't know what else he can do if there's not any dishes to be washed. Yeah, this is this is busy work, is yeah. what it is. Uh, so yeah, he's sitting down there singing his little fish song. Or, or squirrel song. One of those, probably. I don't know. They're, they're done being fish and squirrels at yeah. this point. Uh, anyway. So then they go back, and, like, Merlin's all... Arthur cries a lot. Like, that was something that my wife pointed Yeah, out. he does She was just like, man, he just cries. Just constantly. So much. Better make him the king of the country. Yeah. So then Merlin's like, this is where we get to the, get an education, lad. What good will that do? <laughs> get it yeah. first, and then who knows? The answer is student loans. Yeah. There's absolutely everyone knows it's student loans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... So then they decide to dedicate themselves to education. Right. Um, uh, and we find out that Wart is an illiterate flat earther. Yeah. Because, well, because he's being handed off to Archimedes now. Archimedes' method is the new method that we're going to go by. Um, well, no, he was a flat earther because Dark Ages. Well, no one yes. Themselves. But we're getting to that now. We're, we're establishing these things because Archimedes is now teaching. He's like, read all these books. He's like, I can't read. I can't read. Reading's hard. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I just know how to fetch swords. Yeah, I can do that real good. Hotel. Uh, <laughs> Trained my whole life to remember the sword. <laughs> Literally, my, from when I was born to the day that I uh, to right now, here. I was supposed to bring the sword with me. Yeah, one fucking job. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so then Archimedes is teaching him how to like. Write. Teach, yeah, and right. So instead of doing like basic printing, he decides to put in all those squiggles and squirrels. The, the cursive, you mean? Yeah. No, that's not cursive, man. Cursive doesn't have that many extra loops. Those are loops just for decorative purposes. Just for the sake of loops? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, he's doing them anyway, and it's uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Arthur clearly doesn't understand. 
Um, he has no idea. He's just drawing <laughs> shapes. He's just drawing, there's, there's copying no, like, shapes. There's no purpose to it. Um, so they decide to fly like birds because that's the most logical next step. Yeah. He's he he's like, I'm sick of this. I wish I could be a bird. Writing is hard. <laughs> Which is in direct contradiction to something uh, Merlin said later, where he's like, he's got a lot of heart. He puts everything he has into anything he does. Yeah, and then, like, except after, learning. Except for, yeah, <laughs> the one thing that's supposed to make him stand out. He drew, like, three letters. Oh, better make that guy the King of England. Yeah. Uh, pretty good work. <laughs> Brain over brawn is the point. Brain over brawn. <laughs> Again, Merlin doesn't matter. None of this education is important. Sheer dumb luck. Yeah. So they go for a flying adventure, um, and he's like showboating. He get he right, jumps he, down and he exactly. showboats. Exactly. The whole thing is like, oh, this is a big thing. Just glide. And he's like, let me do a backflip and fly upside down. <laughs> Archimedes is like, whoa, now be careful. Um, with this, one of the things Heidi pointed out is that he already has incredibly skinny legs, and then when you turn him into a bird, his legs are just lines. Like they have no depth whatsoever. Yeah. Well, you can't at that point. They're just so small. Yeah. Well, he's also like a canary or something yeah. so again adorable he's he's adorable yeah he's just such a tiny little boy yeah he's a oh, scraggly scraggly is not the word yeah they're gonna ring his scrawny, scrawny that's the one um <clears throat> oh anyway, yeah, so i didn't then, say earlier the names of the dogs are tiger and talbot i wrote them down and i wanted to say them because i thought i nobody else would know the names of the dogs Okay, you're right. I didn't notice the names of the dogs. They're Tiger and Talbot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that gem was brought to you by Josh White. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Cherish it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they get away <laughs> from the context. hawk. Yeah, no, then the hawk has to come in, dude. They get away from the hawk. And then they get away from the hawk. Yes. Again, Archimedes saves him, so absolutely nothing to do with his own brain. Nothing was learned. He was showboating and then just learned that predators exist. I, I really, yeah, like, what, what was the point of this one? Yeah, brain over broad. <clears throat> no, there was ha- there was Archimedes. That, yeah, there was no, like, get away from him in any way. Yeah. I like, just, he didn't do anything. No, he absolutely did not. Uh, so then they meet the magnificent, marvelous, mad Madam Mim. Yeah, Mim is pretty crazy. Uh, she's and got green eyes. She's got those green eyes and purple hair. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh, so sexy. Yeah, she's she's pretty crazy. Um, full on nutso, and she's like she can, she loves it. Yeah, and she like plays into it. Yeah, she, like Arthur calls her terrible at one point, and she's, and she's like, like, thank, thank you, you, perfect. Uh, she can grow the size of a house or be tiny like a mouse i think that this is probably she's probably stronger than merlin i think it's fair to say that she is a stronger wizard than merlin well again brain over brawn <laughs> i don't i don't know Maybe. that she is though because i mean she doesn't appear to time travel at all okay well yes in that regard but i think that she's able to do more for herself like right now she can do more for herself to to get ahead it seems like. No, man, look at her her cottage. Her cottage was the same as Merlin's cottage at the beginning. She just had, like, one table and a chair, whereas Merlin had all that crap that he had, like, he had labs going and potions brewing, and he built his little, like, pseudo-armor radiator and stuff, whereas Mim was just, like, living with her thing. I don't think she's more powerful. I, uh, maybe. I, yeah, I guess. I, well, I think she has... A lot at her disposal, though. I think she's a pretty powerful. Oh, witch. I think she's she's very close to Merlin's yeah. ability, but I don't think she's more powerful. Yeah. Anyway, wizard duel, super cool. Because again, um, Arthur finds himself in a pinch, and you know, since brain over brawn is the point of this story, then he does nothing, yep. and one of his friends comes in and saves him. 
So uh, Merlin comes and saves him. But again, we have to remember that he wouldn't have gotten that situation if Merlin hadn't turned him into a bird to begin with. So Merlin's still Merlin's kind of not causing problems plot. again. Yeah. Uh, and um, so yeah, he they, he sits there and watches while wizard battle happens. Probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It really is. It's the most it, memorable. Yeah, it really is. Like I I haven't seen this movie in ages, and this was the one that I remember. Yeah, I remember. In Dark Age. Since the Dark Ages. Uh, that was Heidi, by the way. Hi, Heidi. Uh, if, I don't know if you actually heard her on the audio, but she said Dark Ages. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. She was a silent listener. Um, that wasn't silent. Well, no. She made hilarious jokes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not not totally silent, but kind of silent listener. Um, so, Wizard Battle's cool. He turns into germs. Yeah, so I mean, the whole thing is it's super funny. It's very memorable. The, um, they lay out the rules. The rules are like you immediately have to turn broken. Into a, no, they're not. They're, you have to not turn into a mineral, a vegetable. You have to be an animal. You can't disappear. You can't disappear. You can't turn into can't a pink dragon into a or something. Pink dragon, and so um, anyway, they both cheat. But it starts out. It's all he doesn't good. cheat. He totally cheats. So anyway, they um, they keep going along, and they're like. Doing all the stuff, they're turning into animals, it's all good until it looks like Merlin has the upper hand, throws her over the cliff, she turns into a giant pink dragon, which she specifically said no pink dragons. Purple dragon. Purple dragons. She turns into a purple dragon, comes back, and then after she cheats, then Merlin cheats because he turns into a bacteria, which is not part of the animal kingdom, and they specifically said you had to be an animal, not a mineral or a vegetable. They didn't rule out... Protozoa, or they did rule out protozoa. They, they, they totally ruled animal. out protozoa. Yeah. So since Merlin would have a knowledge of the classification of life, he would know that it needed to be in the animal kingdom, and he went into the whatever bacteria. Bacteria, it, whatever. I'm not a biologist. I'm not either. So, <laughs> so where's Tony when he needed? <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he does. I guess he does. So he cheat. totally cheats, but after she does. Yeah. Do they say animals, or do they say living organisms? No, they say animals. Yeah, okay. So that's why it's not part of kingdom. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. Whatever, he cheats too. Yeah. But he wins. Everyone um, cheats. Everybody's a cheater. K gets knighted. K gets knighted, and Hobbs they go... Hobbs gets the mumps. <laughs> Hobbs <laughs> gets the mumps, and like, for some reason... I don't know again, why Merlin is so pissy about the fact that he's the... Right, gonna be the squire again. The squire yeah. now. So again, sheer dumb luck that Hobbs gets the mumps, so yeah. Merlin has nothing to do with that. He doesn't progress the story at all. When he falls down the stairs again with the, the pots... The exact same, like, animation of him falling down the stairs with the pots. Um, then Merlin yells at him about becoming a squire because, you know, he's mad. He's well, no, a grumpy old man. You know what? And the thing was that before he was like, I'm really sorry, Arthur. He had, like, a really heartfelt apology. Like, I'm really sorry that that didn't work out for you. I know you right. wanted to go yeah, to yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. I thought we were homies. That's, you were just apologizing for that. Like, this is what he wants. Let him do it. So yeah, Merlin's a dick. Um, then they go to London. They're doing the uh, the tournament, which is kind of a cool animation, I thought. Yeah, it, well, they're, they're not so jousting intense. right though. They're not, and then they bust out the swords. It's more like <laughs> they fall off their horses and start attacking each other. <laughs> it's more like a dinner at medieval times than yeah. jousting, but whatever. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh no." I forgot the swords. <laughs> I've trained my whole life to be a sword carrier, uh, yeah. and I forgot the sword. <laughs> I forgot a sword. I better go get one. Maybe it's because all that education he was getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot how to do swords. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to hold. You know, you don't know if you grab the blade, the handle. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He goes uh, back to the inn. Nobody's there. Uh, and then he goes... 
he sees this sword in the middle of a an open place, and he's like, "That's probably up for grabs." Yeah, just grab that. <laughs> it's probably not like a monument or something. No, definitely. Because that's where my mind. That's would go. probably a real functioning, sharp, well balanced weapon that my knight could use. Yeah, it's probably been bow. sharpened recently <laughs> or polished. And it probably has There's been absolutely polished. no rush that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he, he goes up there to pull it out, and he's really dumb. He starts pulling, like, sideways and He's, stuff. like, pulling towards yeah. him. He just ignores <laughs> the light and the song that's going on. But no, he does. He sees it, and then he's like, Whoa, light coming down on me weirdly and like, little magic specs. And then I Ar- better pull this out right now. <laughs> Archimedes, the all-knowing, was like, Eh, leave it alone. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> Go back to your night and be a disappointment. Kay has to have a sword. Um, and so they go take it back to Kay, and they're like, hold everything! The sword has been pulled from the stone! Which should say, the sword has been pulled from the anvil! Slash stone! Slash stone that it was sitting on. (laughs) Also, if you guys are ever wondering about where you should place your anvil, on stone is a horrible decision. Don't don't mount your anvil to stone. Yeah, but more importantly, when he says, hold everything! Everything. Everyone just stops. Everybody stops. These knights look over. They're this in the guy of looks over. Like, oh. And then the, you see this m- moment. I, I don't know if you caught it. We I pointed it out to you. Of this guy like looks at him and he's like scrubbing a horse's butt. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop scrubbing the what? butt. What? Horse butt need, doesn't need attention right now. <laughs> the sword has been pulled from the stone. Let me let me stop scrubbing this horse butt for a moment and go check this out. So then they go stick it back in. Oh oh oh! I had a joke that um, uh, Arthur's pullout game was strong. Solid. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. All right, anyway. Good. Again, Athelia, you shouldn't have been yeah. listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Real good. Right on par with what uh, the other ones we've done this episode. Yeah, so um, they decide to go <laughs> stick it back in, because that's always the best decision. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't pull it back out now. It's probably just, like, loose just, now. Yeah, we know how the sword, like, fits into the stone, that just the, the clampers and the, the fingerprint ID and all yeah, that. Yeah, all so, that stuff. Yeah. So then Kay's like, I could do it. I could do that. No, anybody could do it now. Uh, and then nobody can do it. And then he pulls it out again. And then Kay goes and gives himself a hernia. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, they, he wins. He gets to be king. Yep. And so then he gets and to be king. And doesn't that look, make you feel like an idiot now, Kay? Yeah. And so like then again, uh, kind of gets to the end scene. And he's sitting there. Um, so weird. And I remember this as a child being weird. That he's just sitting there alone in his throne room with all of this crown and stuff on it. And there's no one else in the room. But everybody's outside. he walks outside. outside the door, they're just like waiting and chanting. And he's just there. Um, every door. Every door. <laughs> so it's like they threw a party to him, but we're like, no, we have to respect his wishes as a king. We're just going to wait outside. Everybody wait outside. We'll He'll open that car. door eventually. <laughs> we'll be in the car. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was super weird, and then the movie ends. He come, oh wait, no, Merlin no. comes back. Merlin slides back in from Bermuda, makes his funny modern joke, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, you're King Arthur. That makes sense. You'll be famous, probably." Round um, table. Round table. Ha ha ha. They might even make a movie of you. It's like television. Like television. And that's all. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, solid. Always end on a solid meta joke. That's perfect. Right, that Arthur has no idea what's going on. Right. And I would say roll credits, but we had to sit through those in yeah. the beginning of the movie, so there's no credits. There's no credits, just, just ends. ends. And then on Hulu, it's like Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron. 
Which I've never heard, but according to what I've heard from... Us. Yeah. From the <laughs> podcast, especially what Callie was saying, it sounds like it's the greatest movie uh, ever made. It's pretty funny, if nothing else. <laughs> I definitely recommend watching it because it's hilarious to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of pigs and cauldrons. Magic pigs. And the plot just makes so much sense. <laughs> so, it's like um, Lord of the Rings, but ten times better from what I hear. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the Black Cauldron episode, go listen to that episode, too, because it's, it's funny. It's Tony's favorite movie ever. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of which, I am about to stop recording here. Uh, since that's the end of the episode, I'll do some stuff here in a second. But, um, yeah, uh, we are. I'm going to stop recording here and then go home to record the second episode of Porch Week, Day of a Thousand Porches, uh, Porchapalooza, whatever you want to call it. Live from Portugal? Live from Portugal. Uh, all of that, whatever you want to call it. I'm, we're going to record another episode here tonight for the drinking episode, which was Xenon, the girl of the 21st century. I think it's going to be amazing. We've got a lot of guests. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But I'm going to listen, but I won't watch Yeah, it. you'll probably not listen. Watch it. Definitely yeah. not watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of fun, though. But the long and short is that that was our episode on Sword in the Stone. I hope you liked it. And I want to say a special thank you to Sam Tyler for being with us. Thanks, Josh, for having me at yeah, my house. At your house. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Heidi for letting me record in your living room. And thank you to Tony for being somewhere else. So are we going to let like a recording of Tony sing us out, or do you want to sing us out? No, I've got to talk about uh, how to listen to, or oh, to yeah, the podcast first. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Front Porch Disney. You can find me on Twitter at Front Porch Josh. You can find Tony at Front Porch Tony. You can also go to... You yeah, can't you find, can't find Sam. me. Sam's not on Twitter. I'm not real. I'm yeah, not he doesn't do things. But by all means, go find us on iTunes as well. Uh, leave a rating and a subscription and a review. All that stuff really helps us out. Um, we're starting to gain some more speed here. We're, we're up to like a pretty good number, I think, but we, we can always use more. It's always great. Uh, we don't do any advertising other than word of mouth and through you guys, so please, please, please do that. It's it's a lot of help, and we appreciate everything you guys have done so far. But uh, also, don't forget to use the hashtag Front Porch Talks. That's pretty good, and if you want to add anything to the conversation, you can do that using that hashtag. That's how we know that you're using stuff. On Facebook as well, we'll include you your stuff that you have to say about episodes talk about it in the other episodes that we do lastly if you have a movie that you would like us to watch we're probably going to be setting up some stuff for 2018 because it's the new year so if you have any movies that you are like yes do that movie because we haven't done it yet then let us know we, we got to do my other uh, disney movie we got to do robin, robin hood yeah. yeah the only other disney movie that can <laughs> uh we will yeah, i would love to have you on as a guest again so maybe robin hood awesome yeah, yeah. let's do it yeah and maybe tony will be around for that yeah. one as well yeah well, who cares i mean there's a lot of animals, <laughs> animals. yeah they live in a forest there's trees there's forests and trees in that movie that's true and animals, and animals. that's all true yeah. you've seen that one i, I have you're it's talking about great details so i have a feeling you've probably seen it yeah, movie there's, there's, like trees animals i, I love the, the balladeer in that movie that's so great anyway yeah anyway. yeah anyway so that's it you tony to, can't sing us out so sam out? sam you sing us out all right robin hood and little john <laughs> no <laughs> good night lolly oodle lolly golly what a day thank you bye linger here like this hold your hand and steal a kiss or two on the front porch
with you. 